Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is called The Pink Gun Mystery. Is that right? You always look at me and I think I got it wrong. The Pink Gun Mystery. The one with the pink gun. There was a gun. I feel like it should just naturally be the mystery of the pink gun. Mm. Right? Yeah, that sounds good. Or I was thinking of that Sherlock Holmes episode. The, I mean, Sherlock. The um, <gasps> Oh, A Study uh, in Pink? A Study in Pink. Yes. Guns. Dot, dot, dot. Guns. Guns. Yeah. Uh, this is season 26, episode 21, aired on April 6th, 2018, hosted by Sir Mankalot. <laughs> My new nickname for him. Because he likes big crimes and he cannot lie. <gasps> you other brothers can't do that. Something like that. I don't know. RJ gave us props because I quoted um, Regulate. Uh, oh. Nate G and Warren Dog. No, Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Is that, Is that right? Yes. When they whistle that? Yes. Yes. I tried to whistle it. I'm just not that okay. great of a whistler. Okay. I, I got it. It was much better when she were doing the doot doot. I'll keep that in mind. Yes, thank you. Should we say that this is our late night edition? Yeah, it's us. This is our this is our late night recording edition, which means it's gonna get real punchy. Someone specifically wrote that in an iTunes review. It was like they also record really late at night when they're really tired and it's funny. Yeah. I think it definitely makes for a special kind of episode. So if you like these yeah. kind of episodes and this has been quite a week, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. you're in for it on this oh one. Oh, yeah. Sorry, and we're really behind. <laughs> I don't think we've even released our last episode yet. No, and that that's all or down to me. my mom and dad's special. And again, apologies all around. We are working out some, some kinks right it's now. Fine. It's fine. And it's not a kink in our friendship. Kimberly and I are fine. We're not fighting. Eh. That's not the reason the, the episode eh. hasn't gone on. Come on. Eh. Are you fighting with me and I don't know it? <laughs> I need to go on Twitter. I need to see what you're saying about me. That makes me really suspicious. <laughs> you should go on Twitter, but not because of that. Um, who was it that started the Regulate competition? I just wanted to say hi to them really quick. Stephalita. Stephalita. Said, ever listen to Warren G? Mankets mount up. That's funny. And then I said, Kimberly and KT had to regulate. And I spelled your name like K-A-Y-T, like Ooh. Warren G. Oh, Yeah, we're just really hip. I don't know if you guys knew. Just in case. Just in case you missed it. hip. Um, Mr. Hip. Episode... <laughs> so uh, this episode is set in Amarillo, Texas, which is fabulous. And Yeah, it is. Or is it a, just a scourge on society? Got two schools of thought going on in this episode. So you can mark off Texas on your bingo card, though, right away. Straight away. This is, is about two family-orientated women. That's what it said. And they were friends from church. Orientated? Yeah, I know. I'm saying it wrong. Orient, two oriented. Two fam family. Where are you going? Family. Orientated. With no, wait. Oriented. Oriental. Okay. You're trying to make it too fancy. Family-oriented. Two family, family oriented women and they are friends from church and i just feel like the run that dateline has had recently with church folks oh, is just real bad and god is getting very upset with nbc right now 
It's all right. My people have to be doing better than this. Why do you keep showing garbage people? It's rough. But did you to see Robin. this church? Yeah, I did. Okay, we'll get to it. Sorry. So Robin wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Her parents were apple pie, and she wanted a slice. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I know. She chose just... bad boys, and she hated to be alone. Warning. Girls, if that applies to you, seek therapy. Oh, if you don't like be ba- one of those girls. If you like bad, if A, you like bad boys, and B, you don't want to be alone. B, if you'd rather be with a bad boy than be alone. Oh. We're getting too old for that sort of behavior, ladies. In 2003, Robin met JD, a Marine guy. He told everyone he had PTSD and things would upset him. Just remember that for later. Um, Erin, who is Robin's best friend, she's not so much a random interview. We There was a little bit of debate on that on Twitter for Bingo. No, she wasn't. If she we was got a random enough. friend. Erin, the best friend, thinks that Robin settled with JD. She says it. I'm not putting that on her. Mankey is like, you think she settled. And she's like, yeah, it's yeah. Weird. Settled young, I, though. It's not like they, she was 40 and settled. No, she just wanted the white picket fence. They kept saying so badly that at age 22, she got knocked up with JD and they got married and had two babies. Yeah, really fast. At 22, too. there was other, there's time. You could have done it. They kept blaming it on her parents. Like her parents had this storybook fairy tale apple pie thing so she saw them and that's what she wanted or something quickly i'm gonna interject here aaron and robin did you my friends aaron and robin you had roommates named aaron and robin did you not i did and then also they had best friends that were also named aaron and robin so there were two aarons and two robins that were all best friends with each other and one of them robin was my roommate who had the story in arizona with the, the hot tub the hot tub and story the human stew story and if you haven't heard it you didn't listen to our q a episode and that's so, your fault so that's, that's on you that's on you <laughs> i'm glad you turned that into a judgmental listener moment <laughs> but i'm surprised you didn't bring it up i was excited i realized it and i was like oh aaron and robin kimberly's roommates i did not realize it oh okay. sorry okay. I-, I know you better than you know yourself <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they were, Aaron, who am I talking about? Robin and JD were struggling as a couple. What, Griff? Griff knows what we're about to start talking. Griff, do you need to go to Cowboy Church? <laughs> Are you praising Jesus? That was an affirmative. Amen. Okay. They started struggling as a couple. And to heal their relationship and get one with God, they went to Cowboy Church and that's literally all we ever hear about Cowboy Church. I'm so mad that we didn't get a whole spinoff episode all about Cowboy Church. Right. In, in huge, huge letters. Huge letters. That is what it says outside. It's called Cowboy Church. What I want to know more. Why? It's uh, very infuriating. So what was the strip mall church called? No, that had a normal name like Calvary Chapel or one of those. Okay. It had okay. like a normal church name. Okay. They meet this girl, Katie, in a church. That's your name. <laughs> you did Aaron, good. See, I knew that. Aaron warned Robin that JD seemed more interested in hanging out with this new girl, Katie, than spending time at the church. So Robin finally divorced JD because she realized there is something going on with this girl, Katie. And he moves in with Katie, JD. And then marries Katie. And then has children, I think, with Katie. 
It's all very confusing. Don't There's lots think of children. He, I don't think he had children with Katie. Katie already had two children's. Her, her life story. Okay, so they didn't have a child together. We're sure? I'm 70% sure. That's good enough. So Aaron, the friend, I wrote Aaron, the friend, thinks Robin is so stupid. Like, she really does. Yeah. Because she's still hung up on JD even after she divorced him, and he is now with Katie. And she JD seems, is not a prize. He's not a doctor. He looks like a pedophile. He's Well, you don't like that. You get really mad at that Ichabod Crane look. You always think that's pedophile. What is Ichabod Crane look? No we brought head? this up before. No, Ichabod Crane is not the same as the Headless Horseman. We've done this before. We the have? He- You're thinking about the guy that rides around with a pumpkin in his hand, right? Yeah. As his head. No, that's not Ichabod Crane. That's the Headless Horseman. Ichabod Crane does something with the head. He's searching for him or it gets caught by him. Or There's a story. It's Sleepy Hollow. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention. But Ichabod Crane is the character that's this tall, sort of thin guy with a big Adam's apple and a little, like, pencil head. See, I kind of normally would like that look, because I do like scrawny fellows, very pale, the, but I the Slender Man, more of super the, hot. More of the vampire variety of Slender. No, than I'll tell you of, what it is, that it's what? what it is about JD, it's the, it's the stash. The porno stash, that wispy yes. stash... That's the pedophile to me. Is a pedophile to you also that he's not, it's not a brunette stash? Yeah, a little. It's a blondie I mean, blonde stash. stashes are a little creepy like Spencer Pratt. Ah, uh, Spencer like Pratt. Like Kathy Griffin would ha- always talk about his flesh-toned stash yeah, what is and that? how gross you, it was. Because it looks yeah. weird in pictures. It looks like you've it got does. something stuck there. Yeah, no. <laughs> a combination of the stash and also the photos they keep showing of JD where he is wearing, I'm jumping ahead to Fashion Police, he's wearing a Jack Daniels shirt and proudly showing his Pabst Blue Ribbon to the camera and his stash. Or cigarettes. He's smoking in several of the pictures, too. Okay, so he's just winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yep. Not, he's, I, not, not my type of guy. He's what? other types of people's guys. I'm not judging. Also, what's um, JD? John David? What's JD? I think it's Jeremiah Dodson. Yeah. No, JD is his first name, Bobo. He's, he's not, he's not going to be named Dodson. It's not his Dodson's middle his name. his middle name. Like he has two last names? Yeah, because they always don't trust people with two middle, two last names. I Except have two for Jonathan last names. Taylor Thomas. Excuse me. I have two last names. Yeah, but yours are cross-gendered. It's different. How are mine cross-gendered? Because your middle one is a man's name. I'm not crying. I just have something in my eye. It's fine. <laughs> so this one contact's about to pop itself out. I don't know what's... It's just so late that it's just... Do your eyes do that? They just reject it after a certain point. They're like, Bye! <laughs> Like get an out. organ? <laughs> it does. It starts to reject it. It's evil. Okay. <laughs> okay. We should move on. Um, finally, Robin meets this new guy named Jared. Warning. No good Jareds anymore. Jared from Subway ruined it all, I think. But Robin is happy with this new guy, Jared, again. One night, she went out in her black Tahoe, and she never came back. Why am I saying that so happy? I don't know. What's happening? <laughs> Stop that. Say that again. One Repeat. night, she went out. In her black Tahoe, and she never came back. There we go. That was the solemnity it deserved. Good lord. So poor Robin is found dead and bloody outside of her Tahoe the next day. Blunt force trauma to the head. Oddly, one of the windows has chip marks in it and black 
sorry, pink. Jeez. Why would I say black when I'm clearly trying to say pink? Because you just talked about the black Tahoe. It's just left okay. over. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Are so, you good? Do you have the vapors? Why are you you're rubbing you're rubbing your forehead as though you no, might I'm have fine. the vapors? Okay. I'm fine. So it had the one of the windows has pink paint transfer on it. Now they go to JD, of course, because he has a porno stash, and his story keeps changing to the police. First, he says he was at home drinking with his uncle, as you want to do, and Katie, his new wife, was at a friend's house with her son, whose name is Diego, which is a little odd, but maybe Diego is... Some people on Twitter kept saying that Dora has, like, a friend Diego, maybe? Dora the Explorer? She did not name her son after Adora the Explorer That's character. what people were saying. Or I thought maybe San Diego. That's, that's what like, I thought. He was like conceived the hipster in, thing. Oh. He was conceived in San Diego is what I thought. But then I don't think she ever got out of that town. But I do. it's possible they were trying to do the, new, the hipster thing of naming your kid Tennessee. You know, Montana. Hmm. So it's Diego. <laughs> I don't know. Dakota. Temecula. Yeah, lots of people are doing states. <laughs> Victorville. <laughs> what's the place the best city name in california is rancho cucamonga and i think that someone should definitely name their child rancho cucamonga my next Do you not cat. know rancho cucamonga yeah my next cat will be rancho cucamonga <laughs> yeah it's good okay so what about yukaipa Jay- sorry okay i, thought I don't Yukai- know that place i thought it's, it's a cool name sorry done um JD says that he had an uneasy feeling and he was texting Katie and Robin asking if everyone was okay and he never got a response back from Robin. And when Katie came home at 10.20 p.m., he had an eerie feeling. (laughs) JD just has lots of feelings. He's a psychic and he keeps telling the police, I just had a bad feeling. But according to JD's phone, they find out that he had made text plans to meet with Robin that night and to talk about their kids. So then J.D. changed his story, says, oh, yeah, I was going to go meet Robin, but I was drinking with my uncle and I forgot to go over there. (laughs) J.D. is like, I understand that this makes me the number one suspect. Yeah. And I have concerns about that. (laughs) He's really cooperative to them. So Robin lived just a few houses away with her parents from J.D. and Katie. So just to recap, like, just so we can, we're all on the same page here. So JD had been married to Robin, mm-hmm. cheated on her with Katie, then married Katie, and then apparently started cheating on Katie back with Robin. And they all live a few houses away from each other. <laughs> Why couldn't they just live in harmony like the wolf pack? It seems like there's a, a better solution here, like an HBO special yeah. Like, could all be a tripod and just be happy. Do, uh, do, we, do we have a population count of Amar- Amarillo? No, but I, I would guess, just based on quick um, calculations, that JD is the only man in the town. Okay. Because that's the only thing that would explain this. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So, K- Robin seems to enjoy making Katie jealous that she's spending so much time with JD. And, I mean, who could blame her? Because Katie was cheating when they were married. So basically these two women just hate each other. In fact, before Robin died, she had said that Katie had physically attacked her. They had gotten into an altercation and had threatened her. 
Aaron had warned Robin, don't be alone with Katie. She's cray and it's dangerous. When the police go to the house after the murder, JD has finally calmed down enough to say something. And Katie says, JD, shut up and go inside. And he put his head down and went inside. Okay, so Katie, she's being interrogated by the police. But before they can ask her a single question, she says, I have a question for you. Is my husband cheating on me with her? And the cop says, we don't have any proof of that, but they were supposed to meet and he had been deleting texts from her and she just starts wailing like she's sobbing. But then she's like, I already knew. I totally knew. And I did hate her. I totally hated Robin. She then she starts crying about karma. But I was like, oh, she gets it. She understands karma. She cheated. And now it's her turn. Stop crying. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, in the four days before the murder, Katie had sent JD 336 texts that were various levels of Cray, like, I know you're cheating, I'll hurt all of you, I caught the last amount of disrespect from you and your B ex-wife, but she said the B word, if I find out you are with Robin, so help me God... To which God is like, you go to cowboy church, don't bring me into this. Yep. Less than an hour before the murder, she texts this very weird one. My dreams of a happy life are over. You started this. I'll finish it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Katie insists that she's innocent. And she was at her best friend Savannah's house that night. The autopsy shows that it wasn't just blunt force trauma. There was also a gunshot wound to the head. The police go to J.D. and Katie's house, and there are tons of guns, including the pink gun that is mentioned in the title of this episode. They find pink chips at the scene that match the gun, and it matched the residue of pink marks on the window. Katie's alibi didn't leave her enough time to do the murder, but when they interview her friend Savannah, the story is slightly different, and it appears that she had an extra 10 minutes where she could have committed the murder. So her alibi is very fishy. So they arrest Katie, and it's only been four days since the murder. They're like, we packed it up. Case closed? No, because we're only an hour into the episode. So, sorry. (laughs) Katie says she's innocent, and she's starting to think that JD did it. I love it. She's like, I'm really starting to think that JD did it, because I know I didn't do it, and it's obviously one of us. So Because we own the gun. Yeah, and we're the only ones who hated Robin in this whole town. So Katie is now throwing JD under the bus. JD is throwing Katie under the bus, or under the black Tahoe, I guess. He says he was supposed to meet Robin at that intersection near where she was found. Remember, his second story had said he was supposed to go to her house. So now the third story is that he was supposed to go to the intersection, but he fell asleep and he didn't go. And when he woke up, Katie was gone. But his Uh cell phone pings are saying that he was driving towards that crime scene. So he says, well, Katie took my phone. She looked in my phone. She saw that I was supposed to meet Robin at that intersection. And then she went there and killed her. So the cops are like, we think you were with Robin in that intersection. You were getting busy. And then Katie showed up and started banging on the window with the gun. And a couple days later, JD's like, yeah, that is a good story. That's what I'm going with. That's what happened. 
that's story number four. So he did go to meet with Robin to talk about the kids. And Katie showed up banging on the window. And the ladies were screaming at each other. So he left. As you do. As you just leave. Yeah, Just leave. Yeah, just leave. That's good. He texted after. Is everything okay? That's good. And and Robin didn't text back because she was dead. And Katie texted back. Yeah, we're okay. Because she had just killed Robin. This is his story. So he says it was Katie. My fourth story, I'm sticking to it. He files for divorce from Katie, and he doesn't visit her in jail. Katie, meanwhile, has asked for a polygraph test twice and failed, but she's still saying she's innocent. So now she's locked up and waiting for the trial. This is when a Dateline producer finds out about the story and starts writing back and forth with Katie these letters because it's a lost art letter this writing. Is, this is when we lift the veil and the fourth wall is broken and we are getting a behind the scenes look into how a Dateline investigation report is formed. Yes. By the and producer. And a friendship. And a careful dance between inmate and journalist. <laughs> The music slowly starts. Yeah. I'm just going to go on Mankiewicz's, um, his lovely uh, prose. That's it. So uh, the Dateline producer and Katie are talking to each other for like six months. Then we finally get to meet with Katie and Mankie is sitting down with her. She's talking about how she had, this is the story of Katie or mm-hmm. Job or something. It's like really sad. <laughs> so she had a horrible childhood. She grew up in Amarillo. Her father died when she was two. Her mom turned to drugs and then eventually died when, or and was in and out of jail, then died when Katie was 18. Katie was homeless in eighth grade, pregnant at 15. Then she moved out of Amarillo kind of got her life together with this new guy and then broke up with him and went back to Amarillo, got pregnant with another guy at 17, second baby, who left her for a stripper and Mankiewicz starts laughing and then has to apologize for laughing, but again, never apologize because it was worth laughing at. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. He says, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes, he was laughing. It wasn't laughing, though. That's not the reaction I got from it. That's funny you you would say that, because I have that whole moment, because it struck me. He's like, okay. He was chortling. He was more like, "Uh, thanks for the info. He seemed very, because she was like, and he left me, "Uh uh-huh, for a stripper. Like, this is the age-old tale of what happens when you have a hard upbringing. Yes. And then you have your second child with a deadbeat. He leaves you for a stripper. And and Mankiewicz is like, okay. I think he's so, like, this is so ridiculous. This is such a strange, outlandish sob story that he's like, wow, this sucks. I can't even, I don't even know what to say. It's so tragic. Yeah. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him at CrimeCon because I felt his reaction was more like, you think I haven't heard this before? You think really? you're surprising? Yeah, I totally read it completely differently. I felt like he was so impressed by the sadness of this story. I want to know what everybody else thought. Well, we will go online and On find that, out. Yeah, we'll I'm really curious. Okay, take it to Twitter because I'm also, curious. Also, people I have been writing com- him a lot of questions because they have lots of questions about this episode and about Katie. So they've been asking him. He's been writing back to people. About what he thought about her. He seems pretty Team Katie, I have to say. I mean, for them to bring up the actual producer and like how the the situation was formed, they do seem in her corner. Yeah, but I'm not, though. Okay. 
can't. You are, I guess. No, but of course you're not. You're never <laughs> in any. You're never in any Katie's corner. It's just not gonna happen. She was doomed from the start. <laughs> okay, so she <laughs> especially not a Katie with a hard upbringing. You're just not falling for it. You're like, nope. I thought you were going to say a Katie with a heart of gold. No, no. Like a stripper with a heart of gold. No, no. Um, So this Katie earned her GED, moved back to Amarillo for like a third time. Jeez. Met JD. So every time she comes back to to Amarillo, her life goes to hell. Yet she keeps doing it. But she Um, knew JD when they were growing up, right? Did they? Wow, I totally missed that. that. I thought they met at the church. But, um, but I'm guessing they knew each other when they were nine. Okay. So um, she meets, she goes back and meets up with JD and Robin and becomes friends with her. And Robin is going through a struggling time with JD and vents to her about how scary he is and how what a bad husband he is. And she's like, I want some of that. So the second Robin gets a divorce, he moves in with her. She's like, I got me the bad husband now. Yay. So they had a perfect country courtship. She's very proud. They listen to country music. They drink beer and go two-stepping and... Rodeo. Um, you forgot the rodeo. Oh, yeah. They go to rodeos, rodeos together. Rodeos, yeah. Again, it's a lifestyle that I applaud. It's just not mine. You don't live After- in Texas. Exactly. So after the wedding, it got really bad, though. She was fighting with JD a lot And she was fighting with Robin a lot. And she admits she did physically fight with Robin. But she still says she's innocent. She's sure she has an alibi at her friend's house, even though there's a 30-minute window that she can't account for. She just keeps saying that she wasn't on that road. Cell phone tower pings can't corroborate. They could either be that she was going to the deserted road or she was going back to her house. So they can't figure it out. But then the investigator overhears a secretary at the police station it's always a secretary talking about how she had seen on tv that android phones track your location when you're connected to wi-fi and you could track them that way if they had not heard the secretary this whole thing would be how did they not know that exactly Thank you. Cool. So Katie's phone wasn't connected to Wi-Fi, but her son Diego's phone was. And they were together oh, all night. Oh, Diego that he's got a phone. Yeah, well, because Katie had him, that was her first child when she was 15. And she's now 28 or so, so he's like 13. So that okay. makes sense. Okay. Um, if my math is right. So they tracked Diego's phone. And Katie has now been in jail for over a year waiting for them to put her to trial or do something. The DA gets the cell phone records. Finally, it takes forever. And they show that Katie was never at the scene of the crime. Because I guess I still don't totally understand how we know this for sure. But apparently she was with Diego the whole night. What if they left Diego's phone at Savannah's house? Or what if she left Diego there for a few minutes? (sighs) I don't know how we're supposed to prove that she was with her son the whole night. How So that would mean in the prosecutor's timeline and tale that Diego was with her when she committed the crime. Correct. That is a but bunch it of hogwash. But there's no information for us to know if they ever interviewed him. He was no. certainly old enough to be interviewed about it, to know what happened. 
in so, our two-hour episode, we're not right. finding out the crucial information of... Correct. This is literally the information that sets her free. Yeah, it's the and crux we, of the whole case, and I have questions. I, all of the The squiggly line, as opposed to the straight line, means it's important. And this is, were Katie's <laughs> kids in the car? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. And did you write that when I wrote that, or you wrote that ahead of time? No, ahead of time. Oh, good. That squiggly yeah. line yeah. was bring I that up because it. what in the world is happening? Diego was in the car, exclamation point. How did the investigators miss this? Now, D- Mank on Twitter, several people wrote to him and said, I don't understand how this clears Katie. Are you sure Katie didn't do it? He says he believes Katie fully. Okay. He wrote it to several people. I wrote back saying, are we 100% sure that Diego's phone was with her and that Diego was with her? He hasn't written back yet because he's probably annoyed with me. Probably because oh. he's answered several times. He's been, he defended Katie on Twitter kind of all night because people really didn't like Katie. And he seems to think oh. that she's a straight shooter. And he did not detect any deception, he said, from her. I think that's one going to be a hard call, right? She's going to be one of those people that comes across one way. But then when you're with her in person, it's different. 100%. And, and he spent way more time with her. We got to spend 10 minutes with her. Right. They actually got talked, and I trust his BS detector. He's been working yeah. on the show for a long time, so he, yeah. I'm sure, knows what he's talking about. But Absolutely. I am a little skeptical of Katie. You can be. That's your prerogative. The investigator admits that he was wrong, and he lets Katie go. Or the DA, sorry. The DA admits that apparently JD, who he fully thought was an idiot was smart enough to frame his wife. He had used Katie's gun and he had came up with the story about her showing up. Now, bear in mind, this was the fourth story that he told. So I don't feel like he was smart enough to do these other BS stories. If he was really trying to frame her, wouldn't he just say that story first? Do you see my point? No, I see your point exactly. Yeah. So he must be a super genius if he's going to try to throw suspicion on himself. And then it will eventually land on Katie. He's doing like a double cross type. He's Is he that smart? He doesn't seem like it. Have we all seen his mustache? Yeah. I have questions. So <laughs> he was apparently trying to get rid of both his wives. One by death and one by prison. That seems now, shaky to me. The motive on yeah, this is upsetting. I need the, I, I need the motive to be better. I don't get I know. it. So they arre- they want to arrest him, but they want to build a stronger case because when they arrested Katie after only four days, and now they feel like, do you want to just take your contact out? Yeah, I'm going to right now. Sorry, that's what <laughs> I was trying to do. It's killing me. Do you see me like winking and yes. blinking? Like, yeah, I can't see anything. It's like you're hitting on me. I know, all night. It's like when George Costanza got grapefruit in his eye, and then everyone thought that he was hitting on them the whole episode. But he just had a wink because the grapefruit. Oh, oh, so much better. Oh, my God. They're so foggy. (laughs) Okay, so nine months go by where the DA is looking into JD. But then JD asks his ex-mother-in-law, Robin's mom, to buy him a ticket to New York, and they think he's going to flee to Canada. Can we say the balls on this man that he is still in contact with Robin's mom, Robin, who he is now accused of killing, and then asks her to buy a flight ticket for him so he can flee the country for killing the daughter? Maybe that's why all the ladies like him, because he has huge balls. (laughs) I've never once. That's not a thing. 
No. So the DA finally arrests him. The DA thinks that Robin told JD she was over him. She was finally going to stop hooking up with him. And she wants all the child support money. Now, Mankiewicz did specify on Twitter that it was a significant amount of money. And Robin had been kicking it back to him. But now she wanted it. So it was a big financial thing. So he could get rid of of both ladies and not have to pay this money. And Mm. I guess take care of all the children himself i don't know so the trial starts they go over how his story kept changing but then it turns out his biggest lie was not that katie hadn't shown up that night with the gun it was that this gearhead wasn't a jarhead don't don't he had never been in the marines he never had ptsd he was just a douchebag so at this um, point, should we just add it to bingo? I wrote the same thing. We might need fake military story on bingo cards. Because it's common yeah. now. It's common. It's getting more, much more common. Yeah. Um, Robin's parents were both in the military. And so Josh asked them if this is offensive to them. And they literally at the exact same time, they go, yes. They're furious about this. Now, JD's defense lawyer says that he couldn't have framed Katie because he's simply not smart enough. And that's a winner of an excuse. We've seen this before. The we defense have. just claiming mm-hmm. that my client, Your Honor, is a grade A moron. And yep. they don't know it's no better. the Peggy Hill defense yeah, when she oh, kidnaps that Mexican girl. Um, but this actually kind of seemed like a good point to me. Mm-hmm. Is that JD wasn't sure of Katie's movements that night. So how could he have set her up? That's like, true. He didn't, he didn't know there was going to be... A window where she would be unaccounted for and that's when he could have done the shooting i guess right but the me wouldn't know exactly when she was shot so i guess he was just hoping there would be some point where she would be driving and right. no one could account for her except her 13 year old child i don't understand i don't 13 year old child can say yeah we were driving at that time yeah we went to mcdonald's yeah um, exactly i don't also- understand Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time when you want to have the messy car. Because mm. French fry evidence. Yes. You always have, like, you know, the bag or the receipt or the whatever yes. in the car. Was there a McDonald's bag in the car? Did they search the car? Did they get footage? I guess footage from the McDonald's is not as scientific as the lone French fry on the the mat that on I the wanted, floor. I wanted tested yeah. for time. I wanted it yeah. date stamped. But <laughs> How wait. crispy is it? Does yeah. it have footprints on it? How mm-hmm. long has it been smushed in there? Is it covered yeah. in lint? Yeah. yeah. So is there a piece of gum stuck to it? Is Trident mm-hmm. stuck to the French fry? But don't they have cameras at McDonald's? Wouldn't they have yeah, like a drive-through time? Yeah, yes, definitely. We aren't seeing evidence in this case. But they did arrest her after four days. So perhaps he admits their th- investigation was very rushed and after a certain amount of time those cameras are erased so yeah. maybe they just didn't do it fast enough. well and they stopped collecting evidence right they're not going to no, keep I going mean, once she's in prison once she's in prison that was his whole thing the da says no we kept looking once she was in prison we still kept looking that's good okay so i don't know Mankey asks how jd had two women fighting over him he asks jd this while they're on the phone and JD says he doesn't know because he's not even a decent looking gentleman. A, you're not a gentleman. You, sir, are no gentleman. <laughs> B, you look like a pedophile. C, you are correct. That's the most truthful thing you've ever said. You are not even decent looking. A little bit refreshing that he admitted it. 
Yes. He wasn't totally. like, well, sir, I'm the man in Texas. I believe in uh-huh. Jesus. I drive a truck and I work on cars. <laughs> I'm hung like a horse. Yeah, he could have said that. Someone asked Mank online, like, earlier in the episode, did you get to sit down and meet with him and figure out why ladies liked him? And and then I wrote, no, I'm really glad you didn't because you're a married man, Mankey, and apparently his pheromones are so attractive that people just, like, want to jump him the second they're in contact with him. But I don't like, think Mankey would. I think Mankey is handy with the ladies. Yes, he is. Don't you think? I bet that yes. he was a smooth operator in his time. Mankey? Yeah. It's still Mankey's time. How dare it is you? So- oh, excuse me. Rude. So, so um, rude. the jury finds JD guilty in three hours. Katie is now in college. Good for her. And she's working at a law firm and she wants to go to law school and help other people who are wrongfully accused. Now, I got to just lay it out here. She handled being in jail for over a year like a champ. Not like, what's her name? Starbucks girl, Michelle. I was just going to say, remember Michelle, babes with coffee, crying hysterically over her 88 days in prison. Katie is like, I did over 400 days. Don't even, I don't have any Fs to give. Yeah. She's not even crying. So I do admire her for that. And she got her GED, and she's going to college. Good for her. As much as I think Katie is kind of a garbage person, why I do you still think, think she's, she's a garbage... involved somehow. Oh, okay. Is that why you think she's a garbage person? <laughs> no, I think she, well, one for one thing, she was cheating with her friend's husband. True. Um, B, she physically assaulted the original wife she of did. the man that she was sleeping with. C, she's not very likable. I don't Let's think that she comes across on camera as likable as they all found her. Because I think they were all really invested in this case. And she just did not come across the way that they thought. No. Because it was interesting. We want a hero to root for. But when they show her when they show her on the prison phone, or they, they you can hear her on the prison phone, she says, hi, Ms. So-and-so. She's yeah, really very polite. Yeah, polite. I right? did like that. I did so very sure, much like that. But then, but so was he. JD, he was like, ma'am. His whole Mm -hmm. police interview, too, is, sir, Mm -hmm. no, sir, I would not, Mm -hmm. I would not hurt her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he did not get ruffled and I mean, when Katie was called in and they wanted to ask her questions, she's literally not upset about Robin. She goes, I have a question for you. Was he cheating on her with that lady? She was a little, yeah. She was this kind of psycho. She sent 330-something text messages in four days. Yeah, that's a lot. With varying levels of obscenities and threats to her husband who had cheated with her. Yeah. Kettle, pot, black, the whole thing. Correct. So... I I think, yeah, she's definitely not. But you know what? It's like on SVU when they're like, most victims are not perfect victims. No one's black and white. Yeah. But I still have an icky feeling that somehow something's not right there. I still am not convinced about the whole thing. Okay. That's just how I feel. I think this could be the most brilliant double, triple, reverse con in history. They're all conning each other. She is actually the killer. It's like a weird Kai, Kai, Kaiser Soze thing. That's what I think could be And happening. Robin is still alive. 
That it would be so amazing. There we go. We did it. Robin faked her death, and actually, her and Katie are really, really close. And they did this whole elaborate scheme: Katie marrying JD, all of this to get Robin out. Or was Kate Robin faked her death to frame both? Katie just almost spoiled Gone Girl for the tenth time. I'm getting really sick of correcting her, and she's getting angry with me. So please read the effing book so we can stop this charade. Charade and move Don't, forward not with charade. our lives. Sensual. So you can fill your sh- your schedule. With- <laughs> All right. Are you done? I'm done. I have questions. Okay. Okay. Would you want to talk about why Katie's daughter is the most well-spoken young lady in the history of ever? What happened? Someone thought she looked like Emma Watson. She's really well-spoken. She's adorable. She for being raised by Katie, yep. and she's now living in Florida, so that's smart, a double whammy. Smart as a whip. Yeah, she's a winner for sure. Wanted to say that. Um, and then I also wanted to talk about how they kept saying there were several guns in the home, and so I paused it and actually counted the guns, and there were like yeah. 15 guns. Oh, this is like Wendell's house. There were eight, yeah. They just happened to be more together. Wendell had them in various places in the home. But they yeah. seemed to, too. But they had a gun covered with just eight rifles alone. And then I made Oliver come and look at the guns and tell me if any of them were semi-automatic. But I wanted to know. Oh For some reason, God. it made a difference to me. Um, <laughs> then I want to talk about JD's third story when he says that they're third or fourth. When he says that, yes, they're talking in the back seat. Mm-hmm. Why are they talking in the back seat? Yeah, that's weird about the tests the kids have coming up at school or something. But why aren't they just both sitting? Is there something yeah, wrong with the passenger seat and the driver's seat? In the passenger side of his best friend's ride, trying to holler at me. But I don't know. Okay, so you have no. It's a answers great question. No, right. it's a good question. Cool. All right, what do you have for B-roll bonanza? JD's mom is looking out the window in that annoying. 90 degree turning your head way that I hate. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then Robin's parents are looking out the window correctly. They're looking face on. Interesting. But they're like peering through like Delia with the binoculars because they can see from their house, JD and Katie's house. Oh, that's and true. And it's just too close. Someone it's has to move. Close. That's not healthy. Um, that's pretty much all for B-Roll Bonanza. What about Cadillac Ranch? Oh, yeah. Cadillac Ranch. That was pretty amazing. I think they just went to Cadillac Ranch. Oh, they just showed a clip of that on Sister Wives when they went to Cadillac Ranch. Can And my question was, can we make Cadillac Ranch the new Alamo? Yeah, remember the Cadillac Ranch. Yeah, remember and the Cadillac Ranch. And tourists, be sure to visit so we can see B-roll of your feet walking And, and how it was a metaphor for Katie's life. Why? Because it growing he up out of that. the ground? Yeah, he said what? it. It was something about like this trash-filled wasteland. Oh god. This somehow became beautiful. I don't know. It was it was a stretch. <laughs> like it's Phoenix right. Rising, like Ben Affleck's Something. tattoo. No, not like Ben Affleck's tattoo. I'm glad we didn't release last week's episode yet. That part Why? was rough for me. Yeah, I know. Okay, quotes, so many quotes. She's the kind of crazy that'll kill you. Yep. Um, it reminded me of the Ian Le Van Sant quote, which was there's some crazy a pill can't fix. Oh, I like that quote. I know. Um, the sun has been punishing Amarillo, Texas, since long before this was part of the United States. Thanks, Mink. Got a little history lesson in there. We do. The, they really the sun like is, it. The sun is older than the United States. 
Should we just have a dateline about the history of Texas? Maybe, but this was more about the history of the sun and the solar yeah, system that's true. Okay. and how it came first before the United States had all 50 states. Well, Jesus so, was there before all of them, Mank. You need to get yourself <laughs> to cowboy church. <laughs> um, all my exes live in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wait, what happens with all the exes that live in Texas? So that's why I moved to Kentucky. Where they move? Who? All my exes live in Texas, and that's why I, I moved to where? Tennessee. I've never heard the song. Missouri. I don't OKC. Know. I I don't know. I guess I could Google it, but I don't care enough to. <sighs> Can I ask you one more question? It's kind of important. Would you now or have you ever? gotten drunk with your uncle on a weeknight (laughs) (laughs) or ever no well we're jews jew again sorry for the person who said i say that too much but jews are not huge drinkers no prayers what do you do that's so we're eaters oh you eat your feelings yes we eat our feelings we we don't drink our feelings we eat our feelings Mm, yes all right um Another quote, two women were locked in a battle over a man they both believed was a cheater. What made J.D. a prize worth fighting for remained a bit of a mystery. Oh, boy. That was such good shade from Mink. Yeah, it was. Epic shade. Um, And the last one is from our gal, Katie. Amarillo is a plague. It destroys lives. To which Mankey said, I don't think the uh, Chamber of Commerce has that on the city seal. And Katie said, yeah, it, it should say, come on vacation, leave on probation. That's, that's a t-shirt. That's the other t-shirt, apparently, for Amarillo. Come on vacation, oh, leave on damn. probation. Precious moments. Were you moved when Katie reunited with her daughter? Yes. That was really sweet. Yeah, I thought that was sweet, too. How'd they get it on video, though? I didn't understand that exactly. Someone was surprising her. Like It looked like Katie was filming it, maybe. Hmm. Um... So there was a moment that was, I believe, supposed to be a precious moment, and it was for half a second, and then it was just ruined. It was just spat all over. When Katie is bragging, or not bragging, but like, she's so happy that Robin's mom seems to have forgiven her, because they hugged in the courtroom. She's going on and on how... It felt so good, and they hugged, and it was such a beautiful moment. It meant moment. more than any word could ever say. That hug, yeah, she Cut did. Cut to yeah. Robin's mom. Oh, my God. Who, when Josh says, you hugged her, so is that, you know, to take that you forget, you forgave her? And Robin's mom goes, she hugged me first. I couldn't believe I'm it. I'm a hugger, so I just, I hugged back. That's what I do. It's so... It was a burn. It was such a burn. And I do you really think that thought, Katie's going to be upset? Yes. She... Yes, I do. And that's yeah. why they left it in. They could have cut that part out and had it yeah. just have us all think that there was peace there. But Robin's mom still thinks Katie had something to do with it. She fully admits that. She says, the per- I have to believe in my heart that the person who actually did the violence is in jail. I have to believe that or else I'll go crazy. Right. But she's saying she doesn't really believe that, and she believes that someone else was involved, i.e. Katie. So she really just hugged her out of a reflex. Like if someone tries to shake your hand, I guess it just happens, goes out. Maybe. 
But it didn't seem like that kind of a hug when they show it. It no, seems like a lingering, lingering hug. It was yeah, lingering. Yeah, there was lingering after. Yes. I think she regrets it, but... And then Katie was like, she really likes me. Yeah, she was. Ugh. It was the whole situation so awkward, and Dateline knew it, and that's why they left it in. It was like a little present for us. I don't know. Sorry, I feel like the reason that Robin's mom has issues with Katie is that if Katie had never come along, this wouldn't have happened to her daughter. Has nothing to do with whether or not Katie had something to do with it. It's that if Katie was not in existence, her daughter might still be alive. That's true, too, for sure. But she does admit that she has doubts that everyone that was involved is being punished. Yeah. Yeah, because something doesn't smell right about motive still on JD. Yeah, exactly. There, I still have questions. Um, MVP loser? Mm. Uh, well, clearly Uncle Ty. <laughs> is the winner or a loser? We never get to meet him. So a winner, because um, he didn't so show his face. One of the smaller MVPs, the uns- the unsung hero, if you will, of this case, is probably the gentleman who's worn all khaki against a desert background, who, who is- finds the body, who oh. turns on the dirt road. <laughs> they show him, he is a random interview, they show him for a brief, brief second. You're right. Didn't he say some girls were running up to him, like some screaming? Some girls were running. Yeah, he, some we girls never were got running. to meet them. Uh, when they say there's a there's a body there's a, there's a body there's a body and the first thing that comes to his mind is who is it there's a dead person it doesn't he's a little he's got they he's say a someone's confused. dead and he says the first thought that came to my mind was who's dead that's who's yeah un- well, yeah that's, that's that is like the logical question yeah, that's like the logical thing that should he did it's great. like wendell being like i hate bullies like yeah, hot oh take God. there, Wendell. Okay, okay. Wendell. Yeah. But so who's wait, are charming? you saying you were but you were you upset by his outfit? Did he look naked if he was wearing khaki? I was he was my MVP. Really? Yeah, for the town. I thought he was a really good representative of what happens in um Armadi- Armadillo. Of that guy. Come on vacation, leave on probation. Come on vacation, leave on probation, dress like crocodile dundee. Yeah, all my exes and find and find a dead body. Yeah, yeah, in your truck. Okay, that's and being valid. approached by girls running up. Also, where did the girls come from? Uh, yeah, that was weird. Were they? Who were the girls that were running up the street in this weird abandoned? Were they road? hooking on a, they were a road with no cars? I would have preferred it if he had said two hookers ran up to me. <laughs> that I would was have been cruising preferable. on this deserted road for hookers. Right, I found some. But unfortunately, yeah. they had found a, a dead body first, and they weren't in the mood anymore to hook. It's right. um, weird. What, Who what did, did you have? Well, what did you think of Aaron, the friend? Oh, I liked Aaron. You thought you yeah. didn't like her? No, I liked her. I liked her. her. I liked yeah, her. I was I was down with Aaron. I liked how she was so willing to be like she was my best friend, and she was an effing moron. She mm-hmm. had the worst taste in men and life decisions. Of course, you like that. I like that. Why? <laughs> Because that's what real. you're going to do to me. Well, it's going to be like, Katie was okay, but she drove me insane. And she made really <laughs> bad decisions sometimes. And I hated that. She t- I mean, she, was a, she was a lot of drama. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you on It Dateline. was hard work being her friend. But it, you know what? The harder the work, the bigger the reward. That's what I'm saying. I'd be, <laughs> but I don't you know, know what Aaron I do. could have been like, she loved life. She lit no, up a she room, gotta... and instead she's like, she hated being alone, so she d- just went for the bad boys. <laughs> and dated these idiots. Yeah. She, about Ra- Aaron specifically, they said Aaron drew good guys, 
and she was hoping oh. that it would rub off on her. That's right. I forgot they said so that. So Aaron was You're Miss right. Perfect. And oh, well, good la da Aaron. <laughs> yeah, la Good for you. Um, right. And oh, okay. I enjoyed that even though the DA really may have messed up this entire thing, that he actually admitted it. Because that's so Oh, I had the DA happens. as my other one. Yeah, yeah. I thought because he admitted it. And then at the end, full bore admits right. it. Says, yes. I rushed this. I said in the beginning, I didn't rush it. And we knew we didn't. Mm-hmm. I rushed it. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That was really cool. Never see that on Dateline. Nope. Like, imagine I'm making him. a murderer that Ken, what's his name, saying that stuff exactly. like that. Oh, you Ken. never see and, that. And you know what? We don't see this in Texas. No. Ever. No. I would see this maybe in Washington. People seem nice in Washington. The closer you get to Canada, the nicer people are. I can't get my dad to admit that he was wrong about why Game of Thrones wasn't nominated for any Emmys this past year. Huge fight. I looked it up. I proved to him I was right. Screaming at each other. What's the reason? The reason is because it's not in its final season? No, it just wasn't eligible because of when they released episodes. Oh, okay. And he thought it was because... Can't even remember what he thought. Some stupid reason, something about and, being political. And like, he clung to it. He, they only were nominating political shows now, or something. And I googled it. It's like it says right here they didn't release episodes in time, and so they're eligible next year. And they were nominated for like twenty five the year before. It's not like yeah. anyone is sick of the show. And he's like, "That's not what I was saying. I was saying that, but and he wouldn't admit it. Just admit it that you're wrong." Um, Who's your loser? I, well, I'm still not convinced she's not a murderer, but I want I want to say Katie, but I really do admire what she's done with her life after being in jail. Before, no, I think you should. Was quite questionable, and I never pick the murderer, so I'm not going to say JD. So you're going to go with Uncle Ty? I mean, who else is left? Oh, really? I know someone, and I, I feel like you've grown as a person by not bringing this person up, and I'm not bringing her up. Because I think you've forgotten about her. And I'm sure you had some <gasps> nasty things to say. The friend who looked like a mouse? It's not her fa- charity church mouse. <laughs> so you admit it too. So why am I the mean one? Who was charity church mouse? I don't know. I, called so- I kept calling somebody charity church mouse in another thing. Hmm. And you didn't believe me about salty songbooks. I don't even know what that means. Salty songbook. He's a singing hymnal songbook. It's a giant blue book. It's a man that dresses as a giant blue book. And you, you put on these plays at church. And one of the villains in one of them is Charity Church Mouse. Oh. And she's trying to, like, keep you from doing good works. I don't know. There's something that happens. Wait, is it like the manger babies? It's worse than that because it's full-grown adults in blue face paint and oh. a giant blue hymnal sticking like, wait, out from your chest. Group? I'll find a picture for you. This is fascinating. Weird Christian church plays. Shout out to anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about with Salty the Singing Songbook. I want to know. I'm okay. going to try to leave this in because yes. it's, it's important. Okay, we you need to know. Um, yeah. Brands unhappy being on date. Oh, do you have a loser? Uncle Ty? Uncle Ty, probably. Brands unhappy being on Dateline and are now associated with murder. A Tahoe. You think? Kind of, yeah. Um, well, how about te- first of all, the window chips very easily. First of all, it was the gun is being banged on the window so much it chips both the gun and the window. But yet yeah. on JD's part of the story, he describes it as tapping on the window. Mm-hmm. What? Tapping. I don't, tap, tap with I my gun. So many tap, questions. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, that causes 
a chip in a in the crack in the window. Mm-hmm. A crack in everything. Oh, again, yet again. I'm going to say tattoo parlors. Oh. Everywhere. There was some interesting ink in this episode. On who? I barely On our noticed. <laughs> was she you did doing not notice that, that she had a full. But did she right get that in prison? That was I paused that... on because I was trying to see if it was her prison number and it is not. Um, and then she has a full upper arm over here and then she has a heart with something in it on the back of her neck. Back what about of neck. JD? Did he look to, like he had tattoos? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he had some sort of mustache. I'm sure he had some sort of giant dragon on his back. (laughs) I think he had a a Pabst Blue Ribbon, a PBR can on each gun, so he could be like (gasps) with dragon with dragon wings. Ticket to the gun show, and it comes with a free PBR. Um, Joan Rivers Fashion Police. Yep, all over the place. What do you want to start with? Um, well, his Jack Daniel shirt with the sigs and the I didn't even notice that. That was a lot for me, but I okay. would like to talk about Katie wearing pink camo and a pink hair tie to go into the police department to talk about her pink gun. Yeah. And then That's when she great. was in jail, her the prison Cheshire garb cat? was yeah. like pink and red. It was Cheshire Cat. It was pink and purple. Oh, I know. I think it, it was pink and red. When I first saw it, I was like, why do they have Cheshire Cat stuff? No, it's pink and red, I think, because it reminded me of a Gap shirt I used to have. That I like. We can do side by side, and we'll see okay. what people think. Well, well, but why? Again, we've never seen this before. No. I've never seen and that color like, combo oh, in I the present. Oh, I would cute in that. It was too big. It was not fitted enough for her. But, but I liked they, the colors. Yeah, uh, alternative theories. Um, oh wait, I'm sorry. I totally skipped. I think that Mankey was wearing some pink in honor Man- of the pink, uh, the pink gun. A Mankey at one point is dressed like a dang American flag. Really. Did you miss that whole look? Yeah, uh-huh. Red and white striped tie with a blue oh. rimmed hanky. I like that. Are we doing Americana because we're in Texas? Yes. Did he want to fit in? Yes. Americana in armadillo. Yes. So the tattoo on Katie's arm, because it's part of Fashion Police, because I paused it. The one right here on her forearm that's yeah. on her under underskin forearm. It appears Wait, to I'm possibly... Wait, I'm sorry. Underskin forearm? Not the over, the under. Of your forearm. Inner. Inner forearm. Jesus. Is that like, what it's called? under skin. Like, that's all tattoos go. What's under- it called? Okay, so gross. What's this under called? Under skin. That, fine, forearm. The inner forearm. Inner forearm. Yeah. So on her inner forearm is what appears to be a bunch of hieroglyphic symbols all <laughs> in a row. And so I thought it was maybe her prison number, but it's not. I so Oliver thinks that it's one of those things where if you, it's something you can read both ways. You can read it looking at it this way, or you can read it looking at it this way. Mm-hmm. But it, that didn't look like it to me. It looked like symbols of the devil. <laughs> there was one that resembled a pitchfork, <gasps> or possibly the signs of the Zodiac, which... Is she the Zodiac killer? Thank you. It's probably like her daughter's name in hieroglyphics or something like that. What's her daughter's name? Jasmine? I don't know. Okay. That seems like it could be Jasmine and Diego, Diego and Jasmine. So, Freesia. But I Freesia wonder, like, what happens when she shows up to church with a pitchfork tattoo yeah. and signs of the devil, possibly? It looked like it could be Wicca. That was my other thought. I was like, huh, I wonder if she was into Wicca. Well, she did go through a rough period from age 8 to age 28. So it's totally possible. Do you have any alternative theories? 
about her being the Zodiac or just her No, about anything? the actual crime. No, because I don't I don't see why they would be in it to, well, maybe if they both wanted the money, they could be in it together, but it would be the most poorly planned crime I've ever seen. But I think that's more likely than he's a super genius that came up with a really brilliant plan. No, I think, I think it's he got more lucky. likely they're both really dumb and tried to do it together so they wouldn't have to pay Robin the money. No, I think he got lucky. I think he is still really dumb. I think he just was like, Katie might not have an alibi and it's her gun and he's just really dumb. Yeah, but I still don't know if Katie is... Why did she fail two polygraphs? I know they're not admissible in court, but that concerns me. Yeah, I'd like to see her take one now when she's not in prison or going to prison when she's calm. Although she she did ask to take them. It's usually not the people who ask to take them that are guilty. That is the truth. Do you have an alternative theory, though, that works? Well, I did contemplate Aaron because I felt like she was just getting so annoyed with her friend's crappy life decision making that Mm. perhaps she decided to do everyone a favor. And I also thought everyone in JD seemed to have these intense pheromones that left people like bewitched. That would just True. follow him down the street, and he's just, <laughs> I don't get it, but what if Aaron fell under the spell, too, and she was lying about her feelings? She was killing Robin and setting up Katie to get her out of the picture so she could have JD. Oh. Everyone in everyone and their mom is in love with this man. Maybe Robin's mom did it. Maybe he has such strong powers to get this hot, hot, sweet stash action. Ew. I know. But apparently he seems to have that sort of prowess. They called him, what did they call him? The Bar the Lothario. Lothario. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They used Lothario. Yeah. They used the L word. It's gross. Hmm. Um, do you have any better titles? Uh-huh. Do you? Yeah, mine are not good. Neither are mine. I only have a couple. Okay. Um, him, of course. Almost every week. That's every my time. title. Every time. It's a cheap cop-out at this point. Yeah, I know. But it's so applicable to every episode. Why? Where Him do they find her. these people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the Texas Thruple callback from a couple weeks ago. Okay. Amarillo Plague, i.e. Chlamydia. <laughs> because <laughs> I.e. the clap. I <laughs> feel like they all have are passing something around. And mm-hmm. Cowboy Church. At least we're not in a strip mall. We could have been. That looked like a grain feed, a place where you go by feed, a barn. Wait till we get to Twitter. Go to oh your Lord. titles. Okay. Um, My titles are Mank Brings the Stank. Well, that was mainly geared towards that stripper thing that you did not think that he was giving her attitude about it. And I totally thought he was. No, but I do think he gave tremendous amount of attitude about JD not being worth all the hype. No, it's true. Give plenty for that. And this you're going to like. So I have a study in yellow. And that is because of the yellow sun, his blonde stash, the sheriff, Alan Mongold, Mm. and Amarillo. That's yellow in Spanish. Oh, my gosh. But I kept thinking it was the same word in my head. They were becoming the same word. All right. And then Mm. I've got, I have Semper. Finally, this episode is over. <laughs> That's funny. That's a really good one. <laughs> Thank you. Just because I kept waiting. The end they dragged this one a lot. It was like the Lord of the Rings, the final the third 
where it's you think it's ending and then the person comes back and talks some more and you're like, we get it. We get we got it. We got we nailed the story. I really appreciate these one hour episodes. No one thinks they're long enough. I think they're just right. I really do. I don't. I think we need 45 minutes. I think we need the split the difference. Two hours too much unless you're talking about Scott Peterson or Casey Anthony or John Bonet with new information, right? We yeah. can't like a major case. What are you saying 45 minutes? Do you mean an hour and a half? Exactly. I wish they had expanded more on Diego and Diego's phone. That would have been nice. Yeah. But I would never criticize. I love Dateline. It's also, perfect. Never change. Wait, is that your last title? Yeah, that was it. Okay, that's very good. Um, should we go to Twitter? Yes, please. Okay, Sean G, all the commandments at Cowboy Church start with, I reckon y'all shouldn't. <laughs> um, Dateline producer, that's this good. is what I was saying, wait for it. The Randall County Courthouse building. You know, what did you say the other place looked like? A grain storage feed? Yeah. A grain like sign? Grain okay. feed, yeah. The Randall County Courthouse building is a former Walmart. There we go. And Popcorn and Vodka wrote, Date, Dateline, I swear this entire episode was an ode to your podcast. It had everything except animal print. Yeah. Um... Uh, Missy Marie, one square away from Bingo, where are my doggies? And I wrote back that I did not trust a single person in this episode with household pets. Do you? But they all had them. We didn't see them. I don't want to think no. about them having them. They're I don't trust them. Pets. They're spending too much time boinking and going to court. Boinking, Kimberly, going to court, where they're not feeding their animals regularly. There's, there is a dog named Rascal in this episode. <laughs> we just don't get to see them. Hands down. Uh, Sean G again, Robin's dad, this is what you love so much. He said he called uh, JD pretending to be a Marine, a liar, a fraud, a charlatan, a yes. Montbank. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> a gutter snipe. A rogue, a scallywag. He did. A no good Nick. He went and through the thesaurus. Back, Where'd you get that word? Remember? Dennis? Yes. Okay. From Diabolical. It. Yeah. That okay. was good. Um, when I wrote back, Where'd you get that word to Sean G? And he wrote, It's the coup de grace of words. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jasmine Root, my husband just took over the TV. He doesn't seem to understand the magnitude of a two hour dateline. And Josh Mankwitz wrote back, this is how it starts. <laughs> um, uh, Rachel Mastin, I know it's a complex two-hour dateline, but based on that mustache, I'm a it. JD is the murderer. There we go. That was all we needed. Uh, let's see. Did you know? No. Well, I was suspicious right away because of the mustache. Right. No lie. Uh-huh. But no. And I still don't know if I know. So mm. there you go. Um, wow. Katie H., Katie, this question's for you. Do you oh, think crap. this Katie is giving all Katies a bad name? Hmm. I said, I think you guys are doing that all by yourself. You're a good friend. Because <laughs> I'm so mean. Do you? I do not think she seemed like a Katie, though. Look, there are so many Katies out there. I give up. This is why we do the thing where I want to have a different spelling for my name. Um, Elizabeth Douglas, I was unnerved when I didn't see a hanky on Mankey, but then I started doing a bingo card and understood that sometimes he goes hankyless. 
He does. It's rare, right? It's Indeed. not that often. But he did in this episode. He did yeah. for an extended period of time. He went hanky-less. Love it. To see if we would notice. Mm-hmm. We did. Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. I don't know what the challenge is. Maybe we're supposed to mail him hankies. Maybe he's out. Yeah. That was assigned to us. I have no okay. more. Um, Stats dude. When is Katie writing her If I Did It book? This is not you. This is this Katie. No, I like, know. I the know. OJ book. Yeah, that this would be hilarious. This is what I think we're at. She yeah, maybe. Is, there's something about that girl. Well, she's going to be a lawyer now, so maybe she's the Antichrist. She's, she's going to take over Wall power. Street. You're right. She's going to be the next president. Watch oh, out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Redheaded Scott, Katie gushing about getting a hug, and then Robin's mom being like, um, she hugged me, is the perfect end to this shish show of an episode. That's hilarious. Can't say it. I wish I could cuss. Um, Sorry, the children. I know. All the children that listen to us. <laughs> about murder. And, and that but are... they learn about important things too, like Cowboy Church. Yeah. They get lessons out of it. Yeah, and that the word is oriented and not orientated. Yeah. What is the smallest state? I'm going to say Rhode Island. Michelle Bond, JD got all of Twitter to come together to unite over the fact that he is not attractive. That's amazing. In Peachy Keen... I bet JD has eaten a few Tide Pods in his day. Oh, yeah, there's something up. Irv Meister Meister Irver. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We so sad, hottie JD in the slammer for life, says no woman ever. <laughs> Middle is Martha. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think we've reacted enough to the fact that there is a cowboy church. Yes. They could just say it and then move on, and we're just going to move on from that? And then show it. Show and then it. show Cowboy and then Church. And move on. Right. And we're just going to be like, okay, I'm on to the next thing. No, I'm never going to. No. Also, what denomination is that? What are they doing? Know. Yeah. Summer of Soaps. I mean, someone's doing a documentary about Cowboy Church, right? <laughs> um, Your Lamb. The country of Texas, a... <laughs> That's just... <laughs> The country wow. of Texas would like to thank Josh Mankiewicz for talking about Cowboy Church like it's no big deal, regular old thing. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. We're not asking questions, except we are, and I really want to know. Bonnie M. Case, first Cowboy Church and now a pink gun. Quite the education tonight. Don't believe I've ever felt more Canadian than during this episode. <laughs> Can we just say this is not all of America? No. I'm, if there's nothing it. wrong with it. It is the biggest state, though. I will say that. No, it's not. It's second biggest state. We're but it the is biggest a large state, state, right? What? Are we the biggest state? Do we have the most population? Does Texas have the most population? Uh, Does New York have the most population? What do you define? So you're defining biggest population? Because clearly I'm defining it as landmass. Uh, so landmass is second biggest state? Texas is. Are, are we the first? <laughs> I'm just going to relish in this moment and just... Is it, For is it all us? the stupid things that I say. Is it us? And how many times I am a dum-dum on this show, ladies Just and gentlemen. Just tell me. Kimberly does not know the largest state. Is it is it a us? fact. It's Alaska. Really? Are you for real you didn't know that? No, I did not know that. But now you really want me to believe that you knew Rhode Island without a doubt without was a the doubt, smallest state. Without a doubt, I knew. Without being like, mm, Delaware is pretty small. No, no, because I watch Family Guy. I knew it without a doubt. 
She didn't know Alaska. Do you know the capital of Alaska? Is it Juneau? There you go. Bonus half a point. Still down five points. Okay, but which state has the most people in it? Oh, I don't know. I would say Texas. Am but, I wrong? Is it California? Um, It is California. Oh, there you so go. So I was half right. Sure you were. And then Texas and then Florida. Yeah, no, I really thought it was California or Texas. I don't know what Alaska looks like. It doesn't look that big on the map. No, it doesn't. It's a deceiver. That's why it's a weird one. No, Alaska's huge. Well, I'm not going to feel bad about that then. Okay. I refuse to. Cool. Sarah Palin makes me feel bad about nothing anymore. Okay, that's good. <laughs> she used to. It's Those days are over. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Anything else on Twitter? Yeah. What do we got? Amanda Northrup. Pink gun doesn't even have rhinestones? Are you from Texas or not, amateur? Pull it together, uh, Katie. Todd near Lexington. A pink gun? How much Mary Kay product do you have to sell to earn that? Oh my God, that would be amazing. I know, right? That would um, be great. Dana San, still think Katie did it. No Texas man is going to use a pink gun to commit murder. Mm-hmm. See, and I thought that was interesting that the, in her opinion, a Texas man, the machismo would be so great. The pride so level. overpowering. Yeah, right, that right. he would rather not set up his wife just because pink would be too gross for him. Mm-hmm. And then um, last one, which really made me laugh, Todd near Lexington where in the world is Katie San Diego? It's <laughs> <laughs> good, right? That's excellent. Yeah. Who is that? I don't know that I person. I don't know them either. Todd? Good job. Are you our new friend? Good job, Todd. Yeah. So, I forgot what we do on this show. We do. You usually want to talk about some things that happened online that I wasn't a part of and rub my face in it a little bit. And um, then we I do like to do that. ask people to give us money. Right. Yes. Please give and, us money. And then we tell people to follow us on our various social media platforms. Yes. And then we say goodnight. Oh, that's a really good wrap up. Okay. So Got to Go Again says that we need to start a Dear Adby segment for our listeners. And then she said, I'll start. Dear Katie and Kimberly, my husband makes my coffee each morning and brings it to me in bed. Is this nice? Or suspicious. Suspicious. Yeah, I mean, is her hair falling out? What Do you have symptoms? Oh, good question. Good question. Extra blotchy skin? I don't know. What happens to you? Loose teeth? Loose teeth? Um, and then our friend at um, People Are Wild podcast, she's a nurse and it's all this medical stuff. She said, inspired by Date Dateline bingo cards, we've developed our own version of hospital ER bingo. The winner gets an enema. And the yeah. choices are like someone calls out sick. There's a, a patient pees themselves. Oh, wow. Patient pulls out IV. I guess that happens a lot. Patient oh, poops themselves. Someone oh, asks if coffee is made. Oh, God. God bless these people. It sounds like the oh, worst yeah. place ever. I think it is. Um, so Flo said, I just started listening to your show, but I was listening to Fallen and you made the correction that Michael Jackson's son Prince was named that because Michael Jackson was the king of pop. Actually, his maternal grandfather was named Prince. So we didn't know that either. So we were just so <sighs> wrong. So I think it was a double meeting. I bet he did it because he's king of pop and he wanted his son to be Prince, but it was also his grandfather's name. Was Prince. 
Blanket apology to the Jackson family. Did you just say blanket on purpose? No, but that's great. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. I did say blanket on purpose. No, I didn't. I wish I had, though. Stephalita said had a, a title for you from the Wendell episode. Mm-hmm. Snipe and wipe. Oh, well, there we go. Because he pooped the towels. There we go. Ye old snipe and wipe. <laughs> and Sean G asked a blanket question. I just did blanket again. Uh, when Keith drops a household object on his toe, like a hammer or a gun, what do you think he yells? Oh. I wrote, with the weight of a thousand suns, the crushing blow like that of a broken heart betrayed by a lover, torn in two, and the sickening stomach drop, the blinding flash, the generous relief refuses to show itself. And then <gasps> Keith quoted my tweet and wrote pretty much. Wow. But Dateline gave me shade. They were like, that's not a, that's not correct. They thought he would have said, my, my, my. Oh. And I think, I think I was right. Don't tell them I like to be really nice to Dateline. I think you did it. I think I did it right. Mine was good. So listen up for, did your podcast um, air your story? No, not yet. Okay, is well keep an eye out for it, everybody. Yes, keep an uh, for chapters. Called? Chapters. Katie's going to be listen on. to chapters, anyways. It's great. We're going to be airing a promo oh, for awesome. her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, yeah, and then I'm going to be on a. These are their stories. Law and Order podcast. I think it's out on Stitcher Premium already. That is exciting. Perhaps. I can't wait. Can't wait. And Katie will be doing an episode with them eventually. Got an email today from them saying that i sucked it up so badly that you needed to go on to <laughs> redeem that us that's not true yes they did say that they, they did? did yeah but i think i'm hoping it was a joke <laughs> i have problems on other people's podcasts we'll see how it goes i don't why, know why it's so great it's it's such a good show i'm so addicted to it i've been listening to it nonstop. i mean law and orders are Sometimes just way crazier than daylight. Yes, they are, and so oh, they, campy. Of course they are, and the plot holes are so huge. And then Ice T is it. so awesome. It's such a good show. <laughs> it is such and a good show. Their podcast is awesome. I love them, and so, I'm excited because I get to do Criminal Intent with my boyfriend. Oh, and I think I scared Vincent. them a little bit by how much I love Vincent D'Onofrio. No, and I they, think they feel it. They have a podcast about it. Yeah, but I think they them. were surprised. And I said that I only watched that one because of Vincent. I told them I was in mourning and sitting Shiva for Barba because he's now off of SVU. Oh so if that didn't scare them, then yeah, probably. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. you'll be fine. I'm not going to take it to your level. No, few do. I don't <laughs> advise it. Advice against it. Um, so f everybody follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And please, please leave us a review and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please. Please. And you can make a donation at paypal.me forward slash dateline. And remember, don't watch alone. Watch with. Hold the presses because I forgot one of my titles and now might be a good time to read it. Okay, go for it. Don't watch alone. Watch with fun with guns in Uncle Ty's Cowboy Church basement. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a rough week. Come on. It's so good.
I want to see Uncle Ty. I want to see what he looks like. I want to see Uncle Ty. I want to see if it's cool to be drinking beers with Uncle Ty all night. I want to see what his facial hair situation is. How many guns does Uncle Ty own? Does he have a a conceal and carry permit? Does he carry one on him in a holster type situation? Does he have a rifle in his truck? Does he have a three-legged dog that hangs out outside his house? Name Rascal or Melon Camp? Melon Camp. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.